One and all, welcome to the latest and greatest Nick's nonfiction here with your host, Nick Muniz. Today on the show, we have got Lysander Spooner's No Treason. He's got to be some of my favorite books, Early American Philosophy by some random patriot that goes by the name of Spooner, Huxtable, Jones, Miller, David, put it on my desk. These guys are angry, and I'm going to let off some grievances today. It's a 90-page book written in 1867. He complains the whole time. He was saying even back then, the government was too overbearing. Holy crap, Donald Trump! One generation before him, guys revolted over a 2% sales tax. What's the income tax at? You saw in the intro, the Oscar for the most anarchist actor goes to Mel Gibson. Dude's a legend. He is the patriot, came as close to blowing the whistle as physically possible. My point of today's show, it's a prep for next week. Comedy edition is up next, so I gotta put it on the record. The First Amendment, it exists. It's a thing. I thought we could kind of like speak our minds in this country. <laughs> Just shit you can't talk about. Comedy is the most American art form. And today we're doing the most American philosophy. Fuck you. He takes down the social contract on page number one. This book is a classic, bro. Structurally sound. It's like a reminder of what American spirit is about. A smooth smoke with no additives. <laughs> American spirit, get it? The subtitle for this book is A Constitution of No Authority. So the message is made super clear, which means I get to act rich yet. <laughs> Studies show 9 out of 10 Americans have poor math skills. Thank God I'm in the 1%. How do you get an American to enter a world war? You tell him it's almost over. <laughs> America's a free country. Free to play. Pay to win. Nickas, we'll be right back. About the author, Lysander Spooner. Spooner Street is a Spoonerism. Did you pick up on that? Holy crap! Harry Shit on Instagram, patreon.com slash the niche. Lysander Spooner, born 1808 to 1887, was an American anarchist, entrepreneur, political philosopher, abolitionist, supporter of the labor movement, and legal theorist of the 19th century. Okay, so he's based beyond belief. He is also known for competing with the U.S. Post Office with his American Letter Mail Company, which was forced out of business by the United States government. Dude! He almost put the post office out of business. <laughs> I'm going to, like, start a DMV, but instead of depressed people, it's going to be strippers working there. This guy has ideas, bro. He was so good at delivering mail. No treason. It says it has its origins in the Union government's actions during the Civil War. So I'm saying this was written in 1867. He was saying that the Union started pulling some bullshit just because there was a war. So like Lysander was going, I thought we had a constitution, some agreements. By then it was already 80 years old and the bureaucrats were subverting it. It's 300 years old today, so <laughs> obviously we'll get modern with it. Quote, Spooner widely circulated to no treason pamphlets, which also contained a legal defense against the crime of treason itself intended for former Confederate soldiers. Damn, he could have been in jail for this book. Might have saved some lives. How do Confederates celebrate? With Confederati. 
Confederate states be like, when you try your best but you don't secede? <laughs> How would the leader of the Confederate army answer the phone? Generally speaking, we'll be right back with the show. <laughs> All right, I might have to throw a double dip in today because this is a fucking tobacco spitting American episode. Chapter one, Lysander Spooner, no treason, the social contract. <laughs> From sentence one, he makes a great case. The Constitution has no inherent authority or obligation. It has no authority or obligation at all unless as a contract between man and man. He quotes the Constitution. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, ensure domestic tranquility, provided for the common defense, promote the general welfare and security and blessing of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. So if you're reading it like a lawyer... Nowhere does it enumerate power to a government. He's going, this is an agreement between the people. America, didn't they used to teach us that it's an experiment? It was sovereign people coming here to try their own thing. Like, it's powerless without us is his first point that the government, is it even a thing? It's going to go so much deeper. Secondly, he's going, I don't know, it gets pretty anarchical pretty quick. Forget libertarianism. The Constitution does not so much as even purport to be a contract between persons now existing. It purports at most to be a contract between persons living 80 years ago. <laughs> Written in 1860. And I'm making this show in 2023. If this is in some future archive, <laughs> this is how they teach kids with ranting psychos. This was a Constitution written in the 1700s. It hasn't been ratified in the 1800s or the 1900s. It hasn't been re-ratified for the last 20 years. <laughs> He's going, we just like pass this thing on carte blanche and no one even looks at it. It's like if your parents had a phone bill and then the phone company just started going, you are obligated to pay, pay this bill. I'm just saying contractually, this is not legal at all. Quote, furthermore, we know historically that only a small portion, even of the people existing, were consulted on the subject. Remember, only one out of six people were allowed to vote back then? So not even 100% of people agreed to this. On the subject, or asked are permitted to express their consent or dissent in any formal manner. Those persons, if any, who did give their consent formally are all dead now. Most of them have been dead for 40, 50, 60, or 70 years, and the Constitution died with them. <laughs> All right, so he's already putting a little bit spice on it, but let's try to keep it a little bit buttoned up. They've been dead now for 300 years. <laughs> Just like 40 rich guys with white powdered wigs on, and we're still playing their bullshit. <laughs> Like, you had to be a white landowning male to vote. How come there's no chicks, feminists, or BLMers that are up in riots over this? I'm the only one doing the homework. Everybody else is just fucking getting on movements. <laughs> Whatever. I think it's funny that the only people who actually care about liberty are anarchists. And they're portrayed as the most dangerous people. I only care about liberty. All these other people are fucking... This is all building to his chapter one thesis... The social contract is a religious doctrine. So I've made the comparison in the past. It is the same exact thing as original sin. In the Catholic Church, 
you have to get baptized as soon as you're born because babies are evil. Or like in the social landscape, this is white privilege. You're born with privilege. Even though if you're a white guy born into a trailer trash with a drunk-ass father, you're, you have white privilege. <laughs> you see these a priori concepts? Babies are evil. Your skin color makes you evil. The world is so scary that you have to give a 30-year wages to a government. It's all philosophically wrong. <laughs> Quote, The language neither expresses nor implies that they had any intention or desire, nor that they imagined that they had any right or power to bind their posterity to live under it. It does not say that their posterity will, shall, or must live under it. He's saying in the Constitution, it doesn't say at any part that you have to be part of the country. And that's what they teach you in school. You signed the social contract. And yeah, you can leave. It's just there's nowhere left on earth. <laughs> like, think about it this way. Just try this idea on. Maybe democracy is the disease that's taken over the entire world. And people are supposed to be sovereign beings. I don't know. Oh, you're allowed to leave. Where the fuck do you go? Antarctica? Oh, wait, no. No peons are allowed to go there. <laughs> Every piece of land is under some sort of bureaucracy at this point. And I'll make the direct argument later. It's the same thing as a monarchy. Things aren't changing. You know, so even though there's nowhere to go, seriously, all the warring countries agreed that nobody can go to Antarctica. You're allowed to opt out, but you can't opt out. If you look at it from any other point of view, it doesn't make sense. Secondly, it would assert no right power or disposition on their part to compel their posterity to maintain such a fort. I don't know, like, we don't get to decide whether or not we want the alleged projection that they're providing. <laughs> We're so protected, even though hijackers with box cutters can maneuver planes into the most heavily protected airspaces on Earth. Good thing we're paying for all that protection, guys. <laughs> I gotta go all sarcasm today. That's the logic. Like, the one of the first things that definitely made me a libertarian was when the scooter that I paid up for got stolen. So I call the cops, they come to my yard, and they just start laughing at me. Like, so when do you guys, you have a timeline for when you're going to be able to get a hit on this thing? They're just like, no, it's gone forever. <laughs> okay, so you're not working for me. And we'll see later, it's worse than they're not just working for me. They're exploiting you. Quote, So when a man says he is planting a tree for himself and his posterity, he does not mean to be understood as saying that he has any thought of compelling them, nor is inferred to be such a simpleton to imagine that they have any right or power to compel them to eat the fruit. <laughs> So that's the founding fathers, George Washington and his fucking cherry tree. He's shoving the cherries down your throat. You have to love my two-party democracy. <laughs> Even that guy said, beware the two-party system. <laughs> that's such a great analogy. It's a tree they planted. It's like, if you plant the tree, you can't expect someone's going to dedicate their life to watering your tree. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Motherfucking his wooden teeth. I gotta wear those for him? Fuck no, I want to speak the truth. <laughs> Don't you get that analogy? He's Pinocchio. It's not a real... That's the part that's illegal. If we're keeping it within those boundaries, we're being forced to eat the fruit. <laughs> and the fruit is rotten. Hello. Libertarians and anarchists, they understand force. Like, instead of thinking left and right today, try to think up and down. 
This is why the propaganda seeks to make the alt-right or libertarians be forceful and chaotic. Anarchists are the most zen people in the crowd. It's the feds that might have opened the gates on 1-6. And let me drop one more word in the first chapter. This will explain a lot. Volunteerism. That's what I think my politics are. I'm not really an anarchist. I might go loot when there's a riot, but if there's going to be a system, you got to fucking pitch into the system. It can't be this exploitative thing where they send two armed men to your houses because you didn't pay your taxes. I don't want to pay for the fire department, okay? <laughs> Those the guys volunteer anyway. You see, it's all predicated whatever. Legally speaking... The social contract is at least, at the least, it's coercion. And, like, this is grounds for revolution, what Americans do best. We're being coerced. But seriously, this is deeper. This is intimidation, bullying, duress, strong-arming, brow-beating, and threatening. <laughs> Bro, if the Boogaloo Boys start something, it's predicated on the government's violence. Chapter 2. Voting. All right, we're off to a very anarchist start. I didn't think I'd go that deep that quick. <laughs> I'm just saying the state is unjustifiable. Legally. You know, that's why the Supreme Court is part of the federal government. Shouldn't there be like an extrajudicial body that decides whether or not the government is doing legal activities? He's got some great points on this, but I've taken some constitutional classes. I have a criminal justice degree. Judges know this. He's going, we have to write the rest of the book for the sake of the normie because you're not doing anything talking to 10 judges that know what you're talking about. So we got to pretend that monarchs and governments are justified, even though that whole chapter one, I didn't sign a fucking contract when I was a baby. <laughs> but let's just pretend it's okay. <laughs> a couple years ago, the U.S. donated $10 million to Pakistan for gender studies. Some journalists found out that that money never made it to the universities. So, like, do I get a, a tax relief for $10 million of laundered money? Let's get into Spooner. Let us consider these two matters, voting and tax paying separately. And first off, voting. In the very nature of things, the act of voting could bind nobody but the actual voters. But owning to the property qualifications required, it is probable that during the first 20 or 30 years under the Constitution, no more than one-tenth, fifteenth, or perhaps twentieth of the whole population, black, white, men, women, minors, were permitted to vote. That's what I'm trying to say in Chapter 1. It's not legal, bro. Only... <laughs> 20% of people ratified the thing less this is just another argument that statists try to use well by voting you're consenting to the system that's fucking philosophically retarded by voting you're consenting well if you're captured by a serial killer and he lets you choose what your dinner is you're consenting to being tortured <laughs> statist arguments they're kind of funny Nobody should be bound this way to begin with, but they're just taking it as accepted. Quote, In short, man finds himself without his consent, so situated that if he uses the ballot, he might become a master. If he does not use it, he must become a slave. And he has no other alternative than these two. In self-defense, he attempts the former. 
His case is analogous to that of a man who has been forced into battle where he must either kill or be killed himself. Damn. So that's better than my serial killer analogy. It's like the draft. <laughs> Just get you to go kill other dudes my age from other countries. I don't want to do that, okay? But if I'm put in that situation, obviously I'm going to fight for my life. And we're all put in this situation from birth where our heads are fucked. Psychologically or philosophically, you could call it the idea of exigence, being born into a state of duress. Once again, very illegal. <laughs> you can leave any time you want. And go where? Voting, he calls it a subsidiary problem. Again, because it's all based on a pure reason. Quote, as taxation is made compulsory on all, whether they vote or not, a large proportion of those who vote no doubt do so to prevent their own money being used against themselves, when in fact they would have gladly abstained from voting if they could thereby have saved themselves from taxation alone. Yo. So just make it like an economic cost-benefit analysis. My vote costs 30% of my income, if that's what taxes are for. So is it really worth that much? Can I just half my votes and save half the tax money? No, you don't get the choice. It doesn't matter. I probably should have spent more time on the first chapter. The social contract, it's criminal. It's like... It has an official sounding name, which means it's shrouded in the mystique of the fucking government. The cult. The only reason that a normie should care about politics is because it affects their wallet. Like, another thing that turns a normie to a libertarian, the income tax didn't exist until 1909. You got to keep what you made. Quote, As all voting is secret by secret ballot, and as all secret governments are necessarily only secret band of robbers, tyrants, and murderers, the general fact that our government is particularly carried on by means of such voting proposes so far necessary to accomplish their purpose, murder the rest of the people. Okay, that was a little over the top. <laughs> but it is wild to hear that in 1860, Spooner thought that the presidents were corrupt. I watched the movie Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis was loved by the people. Americans hate their president. Okay, if you're on this political bandwagon, you ain't a fucking patriot. You gotta hate your president. Left, right, up, down. You just gotta be skeptical. It's super dangerous how we paint the Founding Fathers in this divine light. Most of them were crooks. And that's what makes a good American. Chapter 3. Taxation. Valid and sound up to this point. He does use hyperbole, as you just saw. Still philosophically correct. And he's continuing on this path. We gotta communicate with the farmers. And yeah, I think the only points that I think are necessary, the social contract, it's a scam. And voluntarism is the only way to prevent systems of coercion. So you read about hundreds of monarchies in history books, systems of coercion. Are, do you get to choose whether or not you give your tithe of farming? You get it. The book's still good up to this point. Big quote. Go to A or B and say to him that the government has need for money to meet the expense of protecting him and his property. If he presumes to say that he has never contracted with us to protect him and that he wants none of our protection, say to him that this is our business and not his, that we choose to protect him whether he desires us to or not, and that we demand pay, too, for protection. 
So I got to slip into New Jersey mob mode here. You got to pay for protection. If he dares to inquire who the individuals are, we have thus taken upon themselves the title of the government, who assume to protect him and demand payment of him without him having ever made any contract with him to say that he would like to. And if he refuses to comply, seize and sell enough of his property to pay for our demands. But all your exp If he resists the seizure of his property, call upon the bystanders to help you. Yo. <laughs> it's straight up mob tactics. It's a Union, New Jersey mob shakedown. We'll take it a layer deeper. That last sentence, call upon the bystanders to help you. <laughs> it's all social engineering, like community governance. Get your neighbor to tell you to inject yourself with stuff. Like, seriously, if you can't arrest the person, you call on the community to do your work. He didn't pay his taxes! Get him! <laughs> That's the fucking snitch community we live in now. Back in the day, people used to come together to tar the tax man. Bunch of fucking rats. I don't know, man. Like, think of it like a mobster. If you owned an insurance company, I would just go around town breaking windows all the time. <laughs> find out who's uninsured and break their windows that's the government they're trying to convince you taxes are for your benefit but if you decide not to pay it I'll break your legs all political power as it is called rests practically upon this matter of money any number of scoundrels having money enough to start with can establish themselves as a government because with money they can hire soldiers and with soldiers extort more money and also compel general obedience to their will. And what do I get in return? Boulder's meth-filled library. Tax dollars hard at work. Quote, the law holds and reason declares that if a written instrument is not signed, the presumption is that the party to be bound to it did not choose to sign it or bind himself by it. So too bad for all of us citizens who full-mindedly chose to sign that pesky social contract. Remember when we were babies, we all signed that? Our bad. Quote, the very judges who profess to derive all their authority from the Constitution from an instrument that nobody ever signed would spurn any other instrument not signed that should be brought before them for adjudication. Oh. It's all just like banana courts, a Potomkin village of bullshit, guys. <laughs> hey, yo, if there's a Supreme Court, there must be like a Gucci court and a Bape court. <laughs> Have you seen in Europe? They're limiting digital currency bank accounts to $20,000. So I'm just wondering who voted for this. Where did we give our signature that we're not allowed to save more than $20,000? <laughs> Dude, I would not want to live in Europe right now. Quote, Furthermore, the law everywhere, in our country as well as in England, requires that a large glass class of contracts such as wills, deeds, etc. shall not only be written and signed, but also sealed, witnessed, and acknowledged. Sealed, witnessed, and acknowledged. You know what? Come to think about it, I remember that picture of me as a baby when the nurse put the pen in my hand and she made me sign the social contract the day of my birth. <laughs> Such a valid contract. <laughs> Chapter 4, Constitutionality.
<laughs> babies signing contracts. Fucking insane. Quote, the Constitution, Article 1, Section G, provides that for any speech or debate in either house, they shall not question in any other space. It gets more interesting. The Constitution also enables them, he's talking about senators and representatives, to secure the execution of all their laws by giving them the power to withhold the salaries of and to impeach and remove all judicial and executive officers who refuse to execute them. You get it, keeping it 100. I haven't read that shit the entire Constitution. <laughs> we gotta thank Lysander here. Article 1, Section G. Any senator can just refuse to pay a judge if he doesn't enforce his will. This is king shit, guys. Judges? I'm telling you, it's just a show. Read To Kill a Mockingbird. Nobody's gonna read the fucking Constitution. Nobody even reads the Ten Amendments. <laughs> like, we even found out in that Founding Rivals book, they put the Ten Amendments before the Constitution when they handed it out, so it was the first thing people saw. And behind that is a hundred pages of bureaucratic immunity. Fucking A. <laughs> like, if Congress doesn't like how a Supreme Court judges, they can vote to withhold their salary. The judges don't matter. This must be happening in the circuit courts, too. His point turns into the Constitution. It is a religious doctrine that you cannot question. Like... <laughs> If I choose to represent myself in court one day and I bring up Article 1, Section G, they're going to slam the fucking gavel and put me in the loony bin. You cannot question these things. <laughs> and, like, I don't want to go there because it's depressing, but he takes the book there. We're slaves. Quote, The right of absolute and irresponsible dominion is the right of property, and the right of property is the right of absolute irresponsible dominion. The two are identical, the one necessarily implying the other. If he says they are only our servants, agents, attorneys, and representatives, but this declaration involves an absurdity or, contradi or contradiction, no man can be a servant, agent, attorney, or representative and be at the same time uncontrollable by me or irresponsible to me of his acts. It just doesn't make sense that they tell us we're free. Yeah, like, you owe me a third of your wages, and sure, we're going to send men in blacks with guns to your house, the IRS, but trust us, you're free. It's all the propaganda. Like, I bought into that shit, bro. I was about to be a fucking spec op soldier to protect... Just protect yourselves. <laughs> Quote... If the people of this country wish to maintain such a government as the Constitution describes, there is no reason in the world why they should not sign the instrument itself and thus make known their wishes to an open, authentic manner. Audit the Fed. Let us see what you're spending the money on. Open, authentic manner. <laughs> like, I don't want to just complain about the Fed and call us slaves. This is a bigger argument. This could be looked at as censorship. Why do you have to fucking hide my videos from new viewers? <laughs> they should be able to think for themselves if something is misinformation. I like that George R.R. R. Martin quote. When you tear out a man's tongue, you're not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. Fuck the representatives. Like, this should be a direct democracy. A direct algorithm where 
original YouTube, original America, quote. The Constitution itself, then being of no authority, on what authority docks our government practically rest? On what ground can those who pretend to administer it claim the right to seize men's property, to restrain them to their natural liberty of action, industry, and trade, and to kill all who deny their authority to dispose of men's property's liberties and live at the pleasure of their own discretion? Guys, it's a shame that we signed that magical document 300 years ago that lets them rob us. It's, it's our fault. You gotta, like, let Lysander have a little bit of leash here. Because this motherfucker almost overthrew the post office. <laughs> and they just straight up said, your company is illegal. It's like some of these tech startups, the guys go on podcasts and say they got shut down for no reason. <sighs> we got further books coming about those business stories. Again, I'm saying Spooner attacked his own argument here. He's going... The social contract is coercion, but people are going to try to say it's tacit agreement, <laughs> you know, that we made when we were an infant. But again, let's hear it out. I am under no obligation to take his word as to who principles may be or whether he has any. Bringing no credentials, I have a right to say he has no such authority even as he claims to be and is therefore intending to rob, enslave, or murder me on his own account. This tacit understanding, therefore, among the voters of this country amounts to nothing as an authority of their own agents. He's talking about dying and stuff there. So that comparison he made about being drafted into an army. That's kind of what society is, bro. Once you're on the fringes, <laughs> you could see it so much easier. I value this time. I don't want to live on the fringe forever, but holy shit has it given me insight. He goes semantical in all this. I guess he gets a fucking A in my law class. All of the fucking pretend arguments start to fall apart when you realize that uh, this is all predicated on a deal that you made when you were a fetus. <laughs> fucking, what are we talking about? Pay me 30% of your income. Don't you remember that deal from when you were a homunculus? <laughs> what? <laughs> the social contract. Quote, I have evidence satisfactory to myself that there exists scattered throughout the country a land of men having a tacit understanding with each other and calling themselves the people of the United States whose general purpose are to lead sovereign lives. That's America. Rifle Colorado. Yo, there's places. <laughs> America's out there, yo. It exists. <laughs> it's not in the big cities. It's getting me amped up, bro. It's out there. So for ending the chapter on this tacit argument, sure, there's people who tacitly agree to be part of a hive mind. Well, there's people who tacitly want out. But you don't get to vote on that. Chapter 5, Law and Reason. Flipping the lip to see what final juice we could get out of this one. This is kind of where the voluntarism speech ramps up. On general principles of law and reason, the oaths which for one take are anti-being, naturalization as it is called, an arc of no validity. So he's given more legal terms like I started with. We're under duress. They are necessarily given to nobody because there is no open, authentic association to which they can join themselves to or whom as individuals they can pledge their faith. No such association or organization as the people of the United States having ever been formed by any open written 
it's really fucking legally worded here. He's going, we're not really part of anything together. Like, if you join a company, you sign a contract that you're not part of that. And we are just sovereign people. We're just people, bro. There is no fake social contracts. You're part of a cult, okay? <laughs> like, he's going, if we really wanted to start something new, you'd need a mass petition. So I'm letting you know, bro, there is a they. The bureaucrats, they have a team. It's a uniparty. They're both two wings of the same bird. It's true. They're the ones that sign the checks. Even the judges aren't on their teams. If 250 years later, people still have that pact intact, it might not be, like, we might be at fault is what I'm trying to see in the last chapter. We know it. All the information is out there. Do something. <laughs> it really is our fault for not fucking waking up. This is a free PDF online. Anybody could read No Treason for free. If you don't realize who the enemy is soon, you deserve every bit of techno-fascism that's incoming. Are we responsible? And this is kind of how the universe works if you want to go off the script. Like, tacit agreements are a real thing. If you know that you're being fucked over and you still let yourself get fucked over, you're kind of responsible for it. Sorry, babe, I cheated on you. I thought we had a tacit agreement that neither of us ever talked about. Like, that's what the government's doing with this contract shit. <laughs> you, you signed it, babe. Babe, I thought, like, we were talking and that means we're about to become boyfriend-girlfriend. Chicks have all these, like, little levels of contracts. <laughs> I didn't sign anything. Marriage. <laughs> I looked this stat up for the show. Very anarchical stat. Statistically speaking, most players who start a new Minecraft world, they join an anarchy server. Hmm. See, voluntarism, if you were, like, not birthed into the thing and then you were given the choice, quote... On general principles of law in every corporation, association, or organized body of men having legitimate corporate existence and legitimate corporate rights must consist of certain known individuals who can prove by legitimate and reasonable evidence their membership. But nothing of this kind can be proven in regards to the corporation or body of men who call themselves the United States. Nick, you're dead wrong. My social security guard proves that we're in a shared union. Did you know that social security cards weren't a thing until 1936? 30 years after the income tax. That's because they <laughs> needed men to fight against tanks that Henry Ford sold to the Germans. But Nick, you have a birth certificate. I kind of want to fight my mom for signing that birth certificate. <laughs> like, if you take a closer look at your birth certificate, you're going to notice that your name is written in all caps. It's got to be a typo, right? Not exactly. In the United States... Legally proper nouns in all caps, that signifies a corporation. So, like, from birth, <laughs> it's implied consent that you are doing business with the empire. You lose people when you get into all that. The only union between us, forced financial extortion. <laughs> we aren't part of anything together. The right to bear arms, uninfringed! I don't know, I think people are kind of starting to figure out the semantics. Fucking birth certificates, sovereign citizens, all these guys are saying they don't need license plates. <laughs> it's true, they never signed the fucking constitution, so all these state laws are bullshit too. 
we're getting towards the end here. He drops a couple more big boy proofs. Government, continuation of monarchy. The it nations, as they are called, with whom our pretended ambassadors, secretaries, presidents, and senators profess to make treaties and myths as their own. On general principles of law and reason, there are no such it nations. That is to say, neither the whole people of England, for example, nor any open avowed responsible body of men calling themselves by that name ever by any open written or authentic contract with each other form themselves into a bona fide legitimate association or organization. It's like we're in a club that we're paying dues to, but the club isn't even real. It's all just a theory. Like, you think I live in theory because I read books? The government's fake. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. Like, there is no such thing as a country. There is an illusion that you could create one to steal money. Like, the more you read this shit, borders, it's just a fucking arm of Washington, D.C., Oh, but Nick, they provide you with services. My fucking aunt snuck across the border, okay? This is... <laughs> they're not doing a good job. Just look at how they treat our bravest community members. If this was like Sparta or some shit, take a trip to the VFW. All right, I looked into it. The VFW annual budget, $4 million. And we sent $10 billion to Ukraine. We don't give a fuck about our own citizens. It's all extortion like even for one one hundredth of the budget of four million dollars i bet i could cure veterans their ptsd just give me a hundred thousand dollars worth of mushrooms and float tanks they're cured (laughs) they hate you guys they fucking hate all of us i'm not really that distraught about it but how do you say it (laughs) he applies the same logic to the national debt the country doesn't get to vote on how the money is used but we still have to foot the entire bill. It's just a monarchy with new labels. Furthermore, the secret band of robbers and murderers who were the real borrowers of this money, having no legitimate corporate existence, have no corporal property which which to pay these debts. Isn't it weird that corporate and corporal means body? That's just some... Continuing, they do indeed pretend to own large tacts of wild land lying between the Atlantic and Pacific, between the Gulf of Mexico. We own every piece of nature, but on general principles of law and reason, they might as well pretend to own the Atlantic and Pacific. <laughs> they do, bro. You can't fucking sail a ship outside of the highways on the ocean. If, like, Lysander was alive today, he would fucking lose it. <laughs> Holy shit. (laughs) The global monarchy. It's doing everything that he hyperbolized in that quote. Like, it's some of the funniest literature ever. Because he's trying to say this is what... (laughs) Whatever. Government's a sham. Quote, These are questions that must be answered before men can be free. Before they can protect themselves against this secret band of robbers and murderers who now plunder, enslave, and destroy them. Seriously, until you confront all of the stupid questions that I posed today, if your girlfriend cheated on you and said there was a tacit agreement, <laughs> bro, I hooked up with a girl. She's a, like an ethical non-monogamist. Oh my god! I don't think I'm going to do it again because it felt like some covet your neighbor's wife shit, but you get it. <laughs> if you put it in the terms of government, nobody would be in this relationship. Quote, And now these lenders of blood money demand their pay, 
and the government so-called becomes their tool, their servile, slavish, villainous tool to extort it from the labor and enslave people, both of the North and the South. No! Here's a fun Nick's nonfiction fact. Did you know, during the Civil War, both the Union and the Confederate used medical marijuana? Let's fucking go! And then they just made it illegal because Hearst was using it to print papers. The same way this guy did the post office. They just cut your knees out from under you. Weed, it's here to stay. It's very American. Government, they don't give a fuck what side you're on. It's all a money scheme. (laughs) 75% of Americans support legal marijuana. Old fucking Joe Biden said that he would legalize it. He's not going to legalize it. It never happens. Obama said the same thing. Nothing's changing. (laughs) Quote, the only idea they have ever manifested as to what is a government of consent is this, that it is one to which everyone must consent or be shot. (laughs) Statism, it's a cult. I want to fucking smoke a bowl with Spooner. If we love the Founding Fathers so much, Jefferson, Washington, they grew weed. Quote, Their pretenses that have saved the country and preserved our glorious union are frauds like the rest of their pretenses. By them, they mean simply that they have a subjugated and maintained power over an unwilling people. This they call it saving the country, as if an enslaved and subjugated people, or as if any people kept in subjugation by the sword could be said to have any country. (laughs) Damn, son. And you can tell when you're up in, like, Montezuma, Colorado, those people got pride. We really don't feel like we're part of anything, so nobody's got that real pride. Like, back to volunteerism. If you volunteer, you feel like you're invested. When you're shaken down at gun barrel by the IRS, you kind of feel like you're a tax slave. When you're motivated by fear and demoralization, it's the opposite of truth. (laughs) Like, he's... Saying anarchists can have countries. Sure, but you have to join under voluntary pretenses. If you don't like it, pick a new country. This is one of my old stage jokes. Being an American is like being a cat. Instead of nine lives, you have 50 lives. (laughs) All this federal bullshit. I want every state to be its own country. And if I accidentally run over someone in my car, I could go to a new state. (laughs) You get it, bro. It's the land of the free, bro. You get 50 shots. (laughs) If you like inefficient bureaucracy, how about you leave? This is the experiment. This is where we try new shit, America. Fuck! Oh, man. We going against the NWO today, baby. America should be exempt. We... This is built on sovereignty, bitch. Quote, The lesson taught by all these facts is this. That is, as long as they are such dupes and cowards as to pay for being cheated, plundered, enslaved, and murdered, so long there will be enough to lend the money for those purposes, and with that money, plenty of tools called soldiers can be hired to keep them in subjugation. But when they refuse any longer to pay for being thus cheated, plundered, enslaved, murdered, they will cease to have cheats and usurps and robbers and murderers and blood money loan mongers for masters. 
Whether the Constitution really be one thing or another, this much is certain. It has neither authorized such a government as we have, nor has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it is unfit to exist. There it is. Lysander Spooner's No Treason. Freedom of speech achieved. Fuck yeah. Next week, August-themed comedy edition. I think I'm like four years in, so I got my master's in comedy now. It's going to be George Carlin. You already see the picture. I think he's one of the three comedians that knew the truth. We're going to get into all that in seven short days. Don't miss it. Patreon.com slash niche for some bonus content. Harry shit on Instagram. Free memes. Thank you guys for beefing up on your constitutionality this week. Let's get a random soundboard effect to end it. Destroy the child. Corrupt them all. That's Klaus Schwab behind the scenes. Destroy the children. Corrupted them all. Nick Munez signing off. Peace.